Christmas song, Christmas song. This is a brand new Christmas song. Everybody gather around and listen to me. And let's go burn a Christmas tree. So come on down, folks, and bring your gifts. Because we're gonna go watch cat videos on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of lost it at the end there. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Basil. And, you know, Christmas time is a coming. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on about Christmas, as it does every single year. The most festive, festivious time in Western culture, I'd say. You know, fat guys in with slave animals pulling them around and flying and also... <laughs> what? <laughs> slave animals? That's just my... Rudolph was the beast of burden. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, appease the... The PETA people right. listening to okay. the show because that's, that's Lord good. knows there's a bunch of PETA people out there. Right. All right. And you, I think it's actually interesting, and I, I, I'll just slip this in here before we actually start. I, I think it's interesting how we haven't seen like a PETA campaign against reindeer stuff because they did a campaign against Pokemon. What? But here we have, yeah, you didn't see that? No. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, there's a huge PETA campaign against Pokemon because it's like people capturing animals and making them fight each other. <laughs> you know, like that's all. Oh my little, gosh, but they're not real animals. Yeah, I know. But it's like teaching children that it's okay to like make animals fight. But it doesn't matter because it's Christmas time and PETA ain't got nothing on Rudolph. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so there you go. Are we going to introduce ourselves or are we just I gonna- guess. Oh, I forget. Yeah, uh, by the way, uh, welcome to Canary Cry Radio, and my name is Basil. And this is Gons, and we're getting really bad with our intros. We're just kind of rambling. <laughs> this one, well, this is, we kind of switched it up. We're, we're recording late at night now, when pretty much for the past year we've been doing it early in the morning. And so, as you can see, I kind of have a lot more energy. You got right more now. kick, and I'm kind of like keeling over. Is, right, is I got on. a belly full of macaroni and cheese, right. and I'm like ready to go. All right. Okay. So, what are we talking about, Gons? Well, it's Christmas time, yeah, and that means internet memes of how pagan Christmas is, right? And people pointing fingers and saying how Christmas is pagan, and I right. used to do that for a while, so you were. You know. I was gonna say, like, yeah, I, I actually just recently saw somebody post on the internet, like one of those Facebook statuses, like not even a, a link or an article, just like a full-on status of like four paragraphs about why we shouldn't celebrate Christmas. And you know, it's they had a few good points, and you, even you yourself were, were kind of on that train. Yeah, well, basically, like two years ago or something, my wife and I just started talking like, hey, so what? what's up with Christmas, you know? And uh-huh. then I was hearing all the same stuff, you know? Oh, what's it's up Saturnalia, Christmas? it's uh, pagan roots, the Christmas tree, you know, Jeremiah 10, and, you know, God forbids cutting down trees and putting stuff on it to decorate it. And, Wait, uh, does he? Well, I mean, there's, thing? There's, a, there's a passage in Jeremiah 10... Let the word fly free into the internet. For the practices of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. 
They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor yeah. can they do any good. So like a scarecrow go. in a cucumber field. That's, that's hilarious. Is that like the message Bible or something? <laughs> is that really what the uh, translation this is, this is? This is just the NIV. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll appease the, uh, the, the KJV people. And yeah, let, let it roll, man. Get, let's get a KJV version. Okay, so here we go. Let let it, it raineth out. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move not. They are upright as a palm tree, but speak not. They must need be born, because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. No cucumber fields no. and scarecrows there. <laughs> no cucumbers or scarecrows. That's funny. That's got to be that the most... That is really like, bad. A really yeah, that's got to be the most interesting translation i've ever heard um yeah but i mean i'm let's not make this the conversation but yeah it kind of sounds like that's more about making idols but i could see how somebody would use that against a christmas tree and that sort of kind of what i landed out but anyway i mean the point was that i was hearing all the stuff with you know people saying how christmas had pagan origins and you know i mean my wife and i just started to look into that and we wanted to we, we wanted to obviously please God, you know, right. we didn't want to like just go with the flow of whatever culture is or what the world is doing. So at the time it sort of seemed like something to investigate. And part of it was, you know, it was good. It was good to learn about the feasts and, you know, the various aspects of the old Testament and how some of those traditions from the biblical right. view, the feasts, how they can figure into the whole season and everything else. So that was all good, but you know, it really right. it got to the point where I wasn't sure. So, if, so did you actually not celebrate like a Christmas for two years, or what did you do? We yeah, we kind of did the the feasts instead, and uh, so think, no, you I didn't do a year, Christmas tree. No, no. Year, no, I think one year we didn't, and then the following year I think we. And it just made you sad. So, well, I mean, it, it, it got to, we we had to ask ourselves like, why are we doing this? Like, are we, mm -hmm. are we is this really making God happy, or is, are we just you know, turning into being legalistic yeah, about it. Exactly. So that, that was sort of the, right. the question. And, you know, the more we sort of thought it through, the more I, I talked to people, I started reading them on it a little bit more. Right. It occurred to me that, um, there are definitely some new Testament passages that seem to suggest that there's nothing necessarily wrong right. with right. celebrating Christmas and whatnot. Okay. So, well, well, we'll we'll get more into that a yeah. little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So there's the people who get really intense about not selling, celebrating Christmas, and they they have pretty good points, and we'll we'll read through those. But then there's like the total opposite spectrum. Recently, yeah, with Mr. Kirk Cameron. Uh, I, all right, let's let's play a little bit of that. How did okay. you get the concept of doing this movie? Well, I made Saving Christmas because number one, it's hands down my favorite 
holiday of the year, my favorite season. I mean, I just love when the chestnuts start getting roasted, and I hear the Christmas carols at the mall, and, you know, we break I can't do it. I honestly, I watched that video, and it's hilarious. Just his... Just his attitude, like his whole like on camera persona of like defending Christmas. It's like he got like stung by a poisonous like Christmas bug or something. Christmas it's, crack. It's, yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Yeah, and it's so, like uh, yeah, that, that, the most rant. The the Christmas is about hot cocoa and decorations and presents and and da 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 da. da. And I just want to. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Roasted and, chestnuts. And I'm all about, I mean, I'm all about somebody who's like being a contrarian. Like, you know, good for you, Kirk Cameron, but just. Yeah, I, okay, here's my just thing. I don't. I saw some reviews of the movie. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, good for you. I saw some reviews and they're, you know, they're, they're kind of, they were coming at it from a secular view and they were kind of looking at it like, wow, this was a really really bad movie (laughs) they were like you know they have references to hot cocoa like 50 times and i I feel like that's the whole thing like he just really really loves hot cocoa and the fact and and like these christians against christmas are like just specifically trying to get rid of hot cocoa and james cameron is not having it not james cameron kirk cameron what did i say james cameron who's james cameron isn't he the movie director guy that's Kirk Cameron. No, Kirk Cameron is the guy we're talking about. James Cameron is the movie guy. Kirk Cameron is the movie guy. The movie. Okay, we're we're confusing ourselves. James Cameron is the director, the movie director. You know the guy who made like Avatar and stuff. Kirk Cameron is our fellow Happy Christmas guy. No, dude, what are you? Are, no, 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 no. I know James Cameron is the guy. Who did Avatar? Yes, but Kurt Cameron, yeah, is the guy we're talking about. Is the guy we're talking about who is also a movie director? Oh, I guess okay, all right. Well, I guess I I see him as kind of a you know B level actor. So I'm no, he's sorry also, if he's listening. Sorry, Kurt Cameron, we don't know who you are. <laughs> he he was famous for um gosh, there was the show that he was on. Growing Pains. That was like his big show that he was on when he was a kid. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, and he's not, I don't think he is a director now that I think about it. He's a well, producer and a writer. Yeah, he, he might have directed or produced some, some like films or whatever, but it's not like, that's not his wheelhouse. Oh, you know why I got so confused is because he is, he is currently working on other movies. Yeah, he's always and working I, on And movies. I think he's directing a movie right now. Probably. And he, I saw, okay. He did uh, some anyways. documentary about how the founding fathers were like not Freemasons or something. Anyways, like none of this makes sense. And this is a total disaster. But <laughs> moving on, Kurt Cameron made a movie and that's it. Yeah. And it's a disaster. Where well, are we? Well, I mean, it, we- it, it's okay. So the last point of that is that. I, I commend him for doing what he did, but at the same time, like there's better arguments than chestnuts and hot cocoa for Christmas. There are, there are. And th- I think that's kind of the, the insulting thing about it is he's like, it makes it seem like those of us who are celebrating Christmas are like just doing it because we're, we're children. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, and part of it is that, you know, like 
<laughs> no, it's that, true. It's that true. That may be part of it. Yeah, but, but but there's legitimate like biblical Christian reasons for doing sure, it too. Sure. It's not, all right. Well, okay. So, folks, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna okay. go through all this Christmas. We're gonna we're gonna crawl through the briar patch that is the argument of Christmas against Christmas for Christmas. Maybe debunking a couple of things that are commonly held maybe you know well i don't know let's just go through it where do we got first guns well there's a few arguments about christmas being pagan one of the first things you often hear is that there's no biblical precedence right to celebrate christmas uh you know then there's all sorts of factors that stem from that that's kind of the main big one saying that there's no precedence there's no mandate in the bible to celebrate right. jesus's birth right but you know on that it's interesting because Two out of the four gospels talk about Jesus' birth. So obviously it's an it's an important factor to the story. Yeah, you know, the, the wise men ran. Yeah. Ran. They ran. ran. <laughs> they sprinted across they the desert. They just ran across the desert in their robes. That's <laughs> <laughs> great imagery. You know, they gave them presents. It's right yeah, there in the Bible. No, yeah. So so there is a precedence in that, you know, in terms of actually celebrating it, but at the same time. You know, they don't give us a date, you know, and there's all kinds of speculations as to when exactly he was born. And, you know, I, I don't think it's really necessarily that important that, and most of us agree that it's not right. December 25th, right? It, that's that's kind of a commonly held sure. thing. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the whole thing with Constantine, kind, and we'll talk more about that later. And, and there's also the problem with the date of Christmas right now, sort of, kind of, coinciding with a pagan holiday, which again is, cor- is sort of kind of. Sort of kind of. And then, so, so yeah, so if you're doing that, you know, you're observing a pagan ritual and God doesn't like that. Right. I mean, and we have a buddy, Mr. Rob Skiba, yep. who uh, wrote a whole thing. And I, I think I'm just going to read all the way through it. Okay. So, so it'll just, okay, so here we go. End quote. Time to be blunt. Uh, that's in all caps. And then in, in uh, parentheses. parentheses, it says, do not read this if you can't handle it. And then another parentheses. And <laughs> I might, <laughs> I'm, I'm not reading it like that to make fun of Rob Skiba. I'm just, that's just how I read it when I see it. All right. We are created in the image and likeliness of Yahweh. Likeness. What did I say? Likeliness. Don't correct me, Gons. So let's make this simple. Start celebrating your spouse's birthday on the day that one of your exes was born. Throw a big party and invite your spouse to it. Sing happy birthday and exchange gifts on that day while completely ignoring the actual day of your husband or wife was born. You can even say, oh, honey, relax. You know my heart. I love you. Let me know how that turns out. No sane human would do such a thing, which (laughs) totally... Totally. I totally agree with that. Yeah, me too. Now imagine we live under the rule of an extremely powerful king. Like in ancient times, imagine if all the people knowingly decided to repeatedly honor that good king by celebrating his birthday on the day his arch enemy, a rival tyrant king, was born. How would that king react? What do you think he would do to those people? Well... I mean, if he's a good king, he probably wouldn't do anything too egregious. If it is easy for us to understand that sort of thing as it pertains to flawed, inferior earthly kings, why in the world would we treat the king of kings, lord of lords, master and creator of the universe in the same manner? The bottom line, you know Christ was not born on December 25th. 
It takes less than a half hour of research to discover where all the rituals and practice originated. Therefore, it is absolutely impossible to worship our king in spirit and in truth, John 4.24, on December 25th. Yes, we can and should worship him every day, but let's dispense with the pretense those who do so on December 25th do so with the intent of celebrating his birth. The pictures, cards, banners, manger scenes, Christmas plays, and all that betray this intent in no uncertain terms. Thus, you are doing exactly what the Israelites did in Exodus 32 and Amos 5. There's absolutely no difference. You are insulting God and defending traditions associated with false gods in his name. Meanwhile, very few are contending for truth and for the celebration of the true holidays Yahweh himself established for us to understand his son. This is wrong. This is wrong. And so, you know, you can't, he, he raises some good points and makes some satisfactory analogies. I would say with the, you know, the king thing, if we're just going to nitpick about it, I would love to steal the birthday of my enemy, arch enemy king. I think that would be like a, a good way to, good way to get back, get back at him, which kind of plays into, you know, something with Christmas that we'll, we'll talk about again. So what do you think of Rob Skiba's thing here? Well, I mean, there's, there's facts that he points out mm-hmm. and you can't deny some of that again that Christ was not born on December 25th. Right. But the idea of all the rituals being pagan in origin, we'll get into that a little bit more. I mean, I feel like like we're saying that a lot. Yeah, we are saying that a lot, but we try to have this all planned out, but it's all mixing together. Yeah, it's all mixing. Well, I mean, just to briefly touch on it, it kind of is, but then everything is rooted in paganism, you know? So So you can't really parse. And that's what really, what it comes down to is like, okay, we have our, days of the week. We have all kinds of stuff that come from pagan words. And I mean, I saw a guy post a thing about how happy birthday, if you say happy birthday to someone, you know, the word happy actually comes from the word happy, H-A-P-I, which was like a Nile River God that they worshiped. So if you say happy birthday, you're actually worshiping this Nile River God. And it's like, no, no, you're not. (laughs) Because when you're just taking a cultural symbol. Yeah. And, but here's the thing with Rob Skiba and Rob Skiba is a great friend of ours, great friend of the show. We've had him on multiple, multiple times. And for me personally, and this is not a thing about Rob Skiba's uh, article or whatever, this is about Christmas. And I'm guilty of this too, and we all are. And that is like ascribing human emotions to God. And, and, and not qualities. that he doesn't, yeah, not that he doesn't have emotions or like we don't have similarities with him, but to compare how God reacts to us in the same way that like a spouse or like, you know, any human being with our self-esteem issues and our, our jealousies and our, you know, weird things that come from, you know, our parents not giving us, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, whenever somebody kind of tries to make an analogy of like, well, would you like this? Because if you don't like it, then God doesn't like it. Or if you like it, then that means get, there's just so many problems with that attitude. Right. And so, I mean, that's might be sort of nitpicky with his, with his uh, example, example, but that's just sticks out to me. And I've, well, hey, you know, I've kind of been wanting to say that for a while. So there you go. Well, the other part of it too, when he says there, therefore it is absolutely impossible to worship our King in spirit and in truth right. on December 25th. Right. I mean, 
how can you declare that? That's like that, that's, that's a really, really bold statement. That's mm-hmm. almost, I mean, you're limiting God's ability to accept worship. Right. And especially how he, how he stated that sentence. Therefore it is absolutely impossible to worship our King in spirit and in truth on December 25th. It doesn't mean, and I know this is probably semantics and he didn't mean it that way, but that sentence means like, on that date of the calendar, right, it is impossible to worship God, right, which is just not true, right, exactly. So, uh, you know, again, Rob is our friend. This is not like we're not here to nitpick his thing. So, but it's a good example because he's a he's a, a real forerunner of, you know, not doing Christmas and doing the feasts and and Gans, you are an example of that. So that's why we bring that up, right. Well, let's move on though. Let's, there's a lot yeah. of stuff to get into. And again, you know, one of the things we keep bringing up is the fact that they bring up some solid points. Some of the facts are partially correct. You know, not all of it is purely correct, I don't think. But, right. you know, on the surface level, there's certainly things that you hear, especially when you're kind of new to the whole, you know, uh, I guess you can call it the fringe or the alternative Christian community. Everything becomes kind of like esoteric, you know, like, right. oh, you know about Genesis 6, like, oh, yeah, that's crazy, you know, we don't talk about that in church, and then, oh, you know, that tumbles into, hey, did you know about the Divine Council, and then, oh, you know about the, you know, and then you just keep going, and then eventually right. you get to the point where, like, oh, Christmas, and like, everything is just, no, nothing nothing is good, you know, like, right, like right, right. Just, just hold your Bible in, in, in the fetal position in the corner of your room, and and that's mm-hmm. that's what God wants. And it's like, I don't know about that, you know? Yeah. Well, and the thing to keep in mind is that most of the people that argue that Christmas is is uh, strictly pagan are really strong and sincere Christians yeah. who are truth seekers. And that's a lot of our listeners. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of our listeners right now who are like, oh, I'm never listening to this show again. It's true. It's I don't true. know why and I said it in that accent. Again, <laughs> but it's true. And, and I, if accent. you're one of those people, then that's fine. You know, we, we're, we're not going to, I mean, we will miss you, but <laughs> you know, we will be very sad that you're going to stop listening. But at the same time, it's like, look, we're, we're all kind of on this journey to figure out exactly what's right. going on. And I think that's the point is that God wants us to seek him. Mm-hmm. So it's like in the process of trying to figure out this Christmas thing and our positions can change. And I'm an example of that because mine changed. Right. Well, and I think your, yours is a good example because yours shows a, a, you guys had to really question yourself about the legalism of what you're doing. And I think that's the, the biggest trap with this whole thing. Right. And, I, and I'd just like to state outright right now that personally, I'm not here to defend Christmas. I'm not here to, I'm not the, the champion of Christmas, however much I would love to have that title just be carried around on a throne with like a, a Christmassy sword and everybody's just like, Oh, there's Basil, the champion of Christmas. Um, I'm sorry. Again, macaroni and cheese makes me do this. Um, but the main question is, does celebrating Christmas rob Christians of salvation? You know, I think that's like what you have to really get down to. Yeah. And the answer is, is no. Yeah, and, and I think even the most, intense people against Christmas would probably say no. Yeah. So maybe it's not the and, right and question. And really, that's a, that's a good point because, you know, if, if it was really up to just expressing opinions, which in essence Rob's doing and a lot of people are doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're free to express our opinions about things. So it's, it's not that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that per se. It's when you start telling people what they should do where you yeah. start kind of crossing that yes, line. Yes, yes, yes. Well, okay. So there's this first 
let's get into some of the facts. Yeah, the details. December 25th is not Jesus's actual birthday. Right. That's, I think everybody can agree on that. Right. And Rob Skiba has done some uh, work on Stellarium. He says that uh, November 11th, or I'm sorry, not November, September 11th is Christ's actual birthday, which is interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, that date has significance to us now. And if that's true, then that's, that's really fascinating. And uh, he, I think he bases it off of Revelation 12. Although my, my only contention with that is that Revelation 12, I think, isn't, well, it's kind of hard to say. It, it's difficult to, to figure out if it's actually talking about, you know, first century birth of Jesus or if it's talking about some kind of end times scenario, you know. So there's, there's a, few, a few things to talk about when it comes to the birth of Jesus. And uh, the fact is, definitely not born on December 25th. I mean, maybe definitely, but all, all our ways of telling says nay. Yeah. Um, because the, the earliest record of Christ's birth being on the 25th was, I think, found on a calendar from like 336 AD or something. Yep. So that early, it was, it was a long, long time ago. So, I mean, it's definitely been celebrated Right, and in the way they three hundred years after you know three hundred thirty six years after he died, right. then it's found on a calendar. Right, and, and I think if I'm not mistaken, and you know, don't fully source me on this, but right, I believe what happened was they there were some some people the the early uh, gosh I don't even know who they were that I don't know I don't want to say church fathers, but there's some early people in the church that figured out that the birth of Jesus was actually on. Or I'm sorry, the conception of Jesus, the miracle of conceiving, uh, you know, Jesus in the womb, uh, happened on March 25th, and then nine months after that, obviously December 25th. You know, so that that was kind mm. of the logic behind it. Right. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure how that <laughs> came came together, but yeah, uh, that is interesting. Yeah. So that that's kind of um, one line of logic, but you know, again, the main key here with the whole December 25th thing is that oh, it's it's a, the winter solstice. It's a, you know, it's it's a celebration of a pagan holiday, Saturnalia. People yeah, but that up. Saturn Saturnalia didn't even happen on the twenty fifth. Saturnalia, exactly. yeah, Saturnalia happened between the what is it, the seventeenth and the twenty third. Yep. Right, and so as as close as it actually is to the twenty fifth, it's not actually on the twenty fifth. I don't know if that makes a huge difference in the argument, but you know, just a fact. Right, stating facts. Right, so or, there's there's not, a couple. Hopefully, they're facts. <laughs> well, they are now. Now that we said it, <laughs> now and now that the champion that of Christmas it. has stated it, <laughs> it may be false, but it's a fact that you said it. Um, so, so again, how did the uh, December twenty fifth thing happen? Well, there's a couple different theories. One of them is that Julius, a bishop of Rome. Uh, determined that Christ was born on December 25th, and we kind of touched on that. And the other one's kind of interesting is that the Church of Rome deliberately chose December 25th because uh, that was the celebration of the god Sol Invictus, uh, which was like a sun god. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was to provide kind of a, a you know a biblical or a Christian holiday in place of the worship of the sun god. And so the rumor is that, you know, Julius chose December 25th so that the Son of God rather than the Sun God would be worshipped. And, you know, there's no direct evidence that proves this, Uh but there are sermons from fathers of the church who use this line of reasoning 
pretty early on. You know, Augustine used it. Uh, Leo the Great used it. You know, it's a couple hundred years or whatever after. But I mean, that line of logic was used early on, whether it's completely legitimate or not. I don't know, but right. You know, so again, you know, I don't think we should get hung up too much on the on the date thing. It's like okay, December twenty fifth. It's that we get it. There's a winter solstice there. But again, we can always go back to this idea that everything we do. You know, even the worship on Sunday, you know, is, you know, Sunday, you know, or Thursday or Thor, you know, there's a lot of paganism or, you know, right things that are. And here's, here's the thing too, is, you know, a lot of people make the point that it was the Catholic church that basically decided all of this at the time. Cause that's right. Cause it was Rome had, um, you know, declared Christianity as the official religion of the universe. And so a lot of people have problem with that in general because, you know, and, and not to, I don't like to Catholic bash personally, but, you know, Catholics have a, have a long history of sort of merging uh, some traditions and some mystical things with whatever native land that they're in at the time with Christianity to sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Infiltrate mm. sort of the 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 indigenous indigenous people. I mean, there's there's um, a lot of accounts of you know South American Catholic missions, you know, sort of mixing in certain uh, spiritual practices down there and things like that. And I could see it. I don't I don't think it's right, but I could see how a Roman Catholic sort of empirical sort of mindset which is how well, the, the just, romans were right well just just to be clear on that too uh the title roman catholic church mm-hmm. didn't actually come into existence after until the the 16th century reformation so before that you, you know it was just, just christian yeah it was just christian and and right. you know the constantine you know he, he declared christianity as you know the the main religion but it didn't really i guess the the official change or the decree didn't happen until uh theodosius or whatever theodosius the first Hmm. um in 379 so oh right 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 so you know when constantine was doing his thing and he was trying you know he was trying you know like (laughs) you could kind of give him like half credit you know like yeah okay you know you 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 were a leader steeped in in the pagan empire and you had this conversion so to speak and then you you tried to you know Make things right, and, you, and I, I, didn't he outlaw? Uh, did he outlaw pay, like pay certain people? Yeah, worship? I believe so. Yeah, it was a very, it was actually kind of a, a violent thing. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, again, not you know, we're not we're not trying to defend Constantine here, but it's it's a little <laughs> bit more complicated than just like oh, just because Constantine did it. It's- sure, of course, of course. But it, here's what I'm saying: the use of pagan things were sort of reclaimed by the Christian community or right. the leaders in order to subvert right. the, the pagan rituals and things like that. And I, th- I think that's a big thing of what Christmas is because we have all these things like Christmas trees or mistletoe or, or whatever it is that are sort of, you know, pagan in nature, even if they're just pagan feeling and we'll go through some of the history of that. But I think, it, it, you know, in my opinion, it's kind of the same as, you know, in the old Testament when, There'd be a a land, a geographical location that was filled with giants or heathens or Philistines or something bad, and then what happened was the Old Testament uh, 
gangsters would not gangsters as bad <laughs> the the old testament you know cool guys that god would command them to go take the land and then you know then you have a pagan geographical location being reclaimed for god and used for you know god's people and that's a little bit how i see christmas in particular it's sort right. of a a plundering of the pagan holidays. Well, there's, which, yeah, there's which also, I'm not saying that's a good defense for it. I'm just saying that's, that's sort yeah. Of and, saying. and there's also like music, you know, like rock I, music. Was, oh yeah, exactly. Rock and roll, like the satanic pinnacle of the, <laughs> the mid sixties uh, or whatever. Yeah. The mid, well, the mid 20th century, you know, rock and roll churches were burning rock and roll and there was all these sort of, sort of satanic things. I mean, you had kiss. I mean, that came a little bit later. It wasn't <laughs> early, Black you know, but it really was. I mean, even Elvis is like hip shaken, you right. know, that was like considered just so, so evil by some people. And it's, uh, and then later on, you know, we have Christians sort of reclaiming rock and roll for Christ or whatnot. And, you know, and this leads us to, uh, along those lines, I mean, let's talk about the cross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, <laughs> I know, I know I went on like a huge diatribe before we started recording, which is like, you know, we we take the cross, like a, a cultural symbol that we, you know, old ladies, <laughs> not old ladies, <laughs> really trying to not be offensive and I'm not very good at it, but people some people just like see a cross like up at the front of the church and, and, you know, it gives us a good feeling. You know, we feel the sacrifice that God made on, you know, Jesus died and free ever sins. And it's all because of the cross that we're alive and we love it. But the, 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 the cross as a cultural symbol before Christ died was of death and torment and like terrible punishment for criminals. Like it was not like anybody before that would look at a cross and like be terrified of it. It's like a, you know, it's like a, uh, I don't know, it, the, the comparison a lot is made of like an electric chair, you know? Like if suddenly, if Jesus died nowadays or whatever, decades ago and was killed in an electric chair and now suddenly we look at an electric chair and we like feel so good about our <laughs> salvation, you know what I mean? And right. so that's just another example of uh, reclaiming, subverting like a, a negative thing and and claiming it for you know the good of the kingdom right and, and, and let me people out there who don't think the cross is a good idea but so yeah there you go right and let me also state here this is you know a little kind of sideways of what we're talking about just momentarily but we're not trying to tell you know if you're one of those folks that are you know kind of christmas is pagan crowd we're not here to tell you that you have to celebrate christmas you know? true Yes, we're not saying that at all. So just keep that in mind. No, as we and I think this. what this is 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 a response to the backlash against Kirk Cameron. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? With, with damage control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I, that's how I see this is because you know I, the 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 anti Christmas crowd has been around for a while and again have very good points and reasons for doing their thing. And then Kirk Cameron, like this very public figure, is like, "No, I will defend Christmas." <laughs> we're like, "Okay, like what do you got?" hot cocoa and roasted <laughs> chestnuts and i just love drinking eggnog i'm like no do better than that so a lot of this is just and then of course like that just sparks a whole flood of more anti-christmas stuff and it's just th this is coming in a, as a response to that it just for me right okay uh there's a, there's a few other things that people bring up 
They yeah. say that the, uh, you know, the early reformers didn't cel- celebrate Christmas. They rejected Christmas. And, right, which and, is halfway true. Which is halfway true. I mean, they did, but it wasn't because it was, you know, they were like, oh, it's pagan. They were, you know, first off, they felt that scripture forbade special holy days. Right. Um, just based on their interpretation of certain passages. Uh, they perceived Christmas to be Roman Catholic based on non-scriptural positions. And of course, you know, during the Reformation, they were trying to get rid of anything Rome. So, you know, they kind of took it to the extreme and anything that they did, they rejected. Um, and again, same same reasoning, Christ mass, uh, you know, because they considered the church mass to be contrary to the gospel. So they rejected Christmas uh, because of that. And they wanted to distance themselves from the papacy. And that was the whole point of the Reformation. Right. And uh, but so they they were just do they were just really really pushing for just total separation right, from right. Rome. Yeah, and, and it made sense because of course when as the scholarship for the Bible grew because you know people started reading the Bible they realized hey wait a minute the, these traditions that the the churches you know have had isn't in the Bible you know right so people started realizing that and and it's kind of the same phenomenon as as I guess the people now that are like oh you know Christmas is pagan it's the same sort of thing but um you know right, but then there's there's Martin Luther right the guy who started the Reformation <laughs> right the guy who started the Reformation actually did celebrate Christmas and and had a Christmas tree and things like that right and according to an article by Chris Putnam Christmas trees are not pagan. Right. Uh, he claims that um, in the article that Martin Luther actually used the Christmas tree right. uh, to uh, express the, the light of the God. The light of God, yeah. Using right. the, and, and I get that. And, and, but I, I don't think Martin Luther started the Christmas tree. No. You know what I mean? I, don't, like, I think it's, it's pretty it's pretty clear that the, the Christmas tree just from antiquity from a long, long time ago was obviously a, a Druid type thing. And the candles and lights signify lighting on a fire, kind of a cremation of care type thing, as I understand it. But what we see with Martin Luther is that he's doing that. He's doing the exact same thing that we're talking about. He's subverting the pagan um, symbol and turning it around and using it for Christ and using it as a symbol for for God's light and, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, there, and then there's also people who are like, well, it's the tree. Like it's, it's, it's like the, like the cross, like Jesus was hung on a tree and the light on the tree is like the light of Jesus and, you know, things like that, which again, in my opinion is a, is a reclamation. Um, right. I mean, when you think about it, you got to let it sink in a little bit, you know, that whole concept, because, God created everything. Everything actually belongs to him. Right. Right. And so right. when, when these pagan customs come out and they decorate the tree and stuff like that or, or whatever, right. By refocusing the spirit of what it, you know, what it should mean, which is Christ and you know, who owns it really. It's right. almost like it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just sort of speaking uh, from shooting from the hip here, but sure. I feel like if you're not going to, address it head on. Like if you're going to avoid it, you know, uh-huh. like, like, Oh, don't do Christmas. Cause it's pagan in origin. It's almost like, why are you not exercising the authority that we have in Christ to, to reclaim stuff? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like avoiding, yeah. avoiding it instead of going after it head on, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, to, to be perfectly, uh, 
transparent. I mean, there are things that are done a lot of times at Christmas time that really have, <laughs> I have yet to find any sort of uh, reclamation or uh, sub- subservient. Yeah, like, um, the, like the ugly sweatshirt or the ugly Christmas well, sweatshirt. Yeah, there's that, but I was not subservient, subversive. I mean, there's like mistletoe and the Yule log that do have traditions in, you know, uh, in old school belief systems. And, you know, they're not necessarily, like nobody lights a Yule log and they're like, this log represents Christ, you know, whatever. Or right. a mistletoe, like this mistletoe, we kiss under the mistletoe to represent Jesus's love for the church, you know, something like right. that. Uh, because I mean, both of those things. I mean, mistletoe in was used by the Greeks as like a, I think, aphrodisiac and 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 um, you know, reproductive sort of magic or something. <laughs> you know, so uh, well, the, I mean, the, the Yule specifically was again pagan in origin, but the word probably comes from the Anglo-Saxon geol or G E O L and means feast. Right. So I mean, you know, it was the winter solstice feast. Right. was what it represented. So again, you know, so there's things like that. And, and personally, I mean, when uh, my household never had mistletoe or a Yule log, like those are some, pr- those are like, yeah, like I don't even like, know. That's the, that's the B crew. That's, <laughs> that's the B team of Christmas, at least from in my life. Like those are things I would like to see them on TV or something like, huh, I know that's Christmas see, but I don't know why. And I've never used. Okay. I, being don't. someone that grew up in like kind of a non spiritual home, uh-huh. Is the Yule log is that a is that a cake? No, it's it's an actual log. Well, it is a cake. Like there's a there is a cake called the Yule log. Okay, but like the the actual Yule log, I, I believe, was like an actual log that you like. Okay, burn. see, I don't even know about you know, like oh yeah, the Yule log. Yeah, not a, like I, I didn't grow up really, with that. Very little people actually do. I mean, I didn't really until I started having to look into it for this for you people. Um, <laughs> And so anyways, yeah, so I'm not trying to say like the Christmas as we celebrate it today is like has been perfectly converted into a Christian holiday. Right. It, yeah. Because it's not. I mean, it's if not. anything, it's just a holiday to consumerism and like it capitalism. Is. And yeah, it is. Like that. And so even in that sense, like we're having to re-reclaim Christmas. Like if you really want to do it the Christian way. No, it's know? true. And, it's- I, and there's a big push for that. I mean, there's there's Charlie Brown Christmas and, you know. Linus has his whole speech and right like that. It, it is. It's a, it's a battle from all sides. It really it's, is. It's not I, just one. Christmas thing. is a war zone. <laughs> and and a, you, the thing you often hear is that, you know, Christmas is and the obvious thing people always say is that, Oh, it's a time when people come to church when they normally wouldn't. And that's a true statement, you know? Right, that is so true. it is an opportunity to speak to people about right the gospel. And I don't know, like if you had, if you had an opportunity to speak with someone who is maybe let's say an atheist or maybe a non-believer, are you going to really tell them like, you know what, actually uh, Christmas is a pagan holiday. And uh, well, they would be telling you that probably, probably. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. And what are you going to, yeah, totally, man. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but, I know it, it almost is like, yeah, it's almost, it's almost like not good that we do that. Cause a pagan, a heathen, or an atheist, I guess, as we call them today, uh, <laughs> would be like, you know, there, there's a difference. Why do you celebrate? Why do you celebrate Christmas? That's that's a pagan holiday, and you're just taking it. And the church did it, and Constantine, and blah blah blah. And then we come back, we're like, yeah, this is BS. Yeah, Christmas, <laughs> like that doesn't. I mean, maybe you can like connect with them and be like, yeah. Oh, but by the way, Jesus did die for your sins and uh, <laughs> turn or burn. You know, 
Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. I'm a horrible evangelist. It's bad. Um, but, <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, you know, so that that's a fine line to walk too. Yeah. And, and just to keep in mind, you know, you kind of generalized pagan with atheism. I know. I know. That's not, I, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, trying to be clear here. Paganism totally is different. Clear. Let's from, get our facts straight here. Your, your pagan friend will, t- will say, we are not atheists. Maybe they might be atheists. Maybe we, they're just... Uh, we uh, believe in fairies. Maybe okay. they're just a seeker. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they're an agnostic, agnostic. which is, you know, isn't the worst thing in the world. But okay, so let's get into some. So we keep kind of repeating this: is that we're not necessarily trying to defend Christmas, but we're not trying to attack it here. We just kind of wanted to talk it out because Kirk Cameron embarrassed <laughs> us all. Um, <laughs> not James Cameron, Kirk Cameron, although James Cameron is embarrassing for other reasons, but it kind of takes us to some points in scripture and, right. you know, Romans obviously has a few and I'll let you go through those, but there's Colossians 2.16. There, therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regards to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath, you know? And it's like, and, and Romans continues, Romans 14, 3, where it says, the one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. God has accepted them. Under Romans 14, 5, one person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. And then Romans 14, 17, there's a lot in between here, but this will, you know, go read it. Go, this is an invitation to go read your Bible. Um, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, oof, that's is that a good one. Macaroni that's, and cheese? No, that's 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 uh, some holy visitation. Speaking the speaking the word out over the internet here. Nice. So yeah, so there you go. And so, like I said, we keep saying this, and I feel like we're rambling now. But well, okay, let me let me tag it with the eight, tag it. verse tag eighteen it, right after verse seventeen. Yeah, where it says, "Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men." So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. And boom, technically, I mean, man, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing that the whole you know Christmas is pagan crowd but there is you know you are kind of being divisive i mean just yeah plain, plain and simple no, and that's I not f- everybody there's, i feel there's like a, a victim i'm victimized no i mean i was there too like i i totally know where where that crowd is coming from because i i went down that road and i was totally into it and and all that but you know it kind of i don't know like i just got to a point where it's like wait a minute what's the real motive here you right. know and i think that's kind of the the question we should all ask ourselves and you know what? If you really, really can't do Christmas, like these, the facts no. and some of the stuff, it really bothers you. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, More Christmas for me. That's the biblical uh, precedence of uh, yeah. don't go against your conscience. Right. So you know, we're not going to tell you what to do. It's kind of your own choice. Or uh, don't. Or don't celebrate Christmas. I don't care. Don't or do. <laughs> do it. Don't tell me to do it. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. None of your beeswax. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think our fleshliness just loves Christmas because we get presents. Yeah, that's true. You know, and we're all uh, we're all inadvertently a part of this uh, capitalist uh, consumerism cult. So, yeah. Yep. Going pray, downhill. Pray, yeah. Pray about that. We are in Babylon. We are in Babylon. The ship is sinking. The ship is sinking. 
and I'm like those musicians that just keeps playing. <laughs> you know it's going down. What a what a poetic vision that you just put in everybody's mind. <laughs> That's us as Canary Cry. <laughs> yeah, the ship's sinking. <laughs> Nephilim and Christmas <laughs> and Canary <laughs> Sounds. That's what we need to do. We need to create a, a we need to make a song called the you know, my Nephilim Christmas. Nephilim Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a Christmas album. And <laughs> it's called The Nephilim Came to Christmas. <laughs> Talk about the crazy chimera reindeer <laughs> that can fly. The genetically altered reindeer. That they are, crossed is, a jellyfish with a reindeer. Right. So that that's like bringing glow. The, it's like hastening the Lord's return because <laughs> we have flying reindeer with glowing faces. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Oh, gosh. All right, everybody. So there you go. I hope we didn't offend anybody too much, but you know, celebrate Christmas or don't. I don't care. <laughs> Just love Jesus. Love your neighbor. Yep. Do the good things. Love God. Love God. And uh, there's a. Uh, oh, hey, there's what? something that we uh, put together for oh, y'all. Speaking of consumerism and capitalist occult. <laughs> So, um, so I know a lot of people just download stuff right off of their iTunes. I'm sorry if I hijacked the, that from you. I just got excited. No, go ahead. Um, I know a lot of you listen just right off your iTunes player or your Stitcher or wherever. But if you go to canarycryradio.com, that's a website of ours. I don't know if you've heard of it. But we actually set up a little store, and it's through the uh, evil uh, m- megalithic giant company amazon and if you go there you go to canary cry radio go to store you'll see a little amazon store and it's awesome and it's got all the books from all these authors that we've had on the show some that we haven't and if you buy the book through our amazon store money goes to the author and you also help out canary cry radio in this holiday time and that would be really great because a lot of you are awesome and you you help out the show with your gifts, and we love you so much. But we all got Christmas shopping to do, you know. So go to the store, go to Amazon on our Canary Cry Radio page, and shop there. And we we have a store that has all these awesome books and DVDs that you should be reading and watching, anyways. But also, if you you can click through, and if you click through. Anything on Amazon that you buy will help us out. So maybe you don't want, you know, Apollyon Rising 2012 because you already have 40 copies of it (laughs) and you want to go buy a big screen TV, go through our store, buy that. We'll get a small percentage of that. And that would be so happy. It could help me fill Gonza's stocking. Yay. (laughs) Did I sell that enough for anybody? (laughs) I hope so. I don't know about Gon's stocking though. That's not too exciting. You don't. You don't like. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It depends how much people. Uh, <sighs> it's a lot of pressure. I, I'm so bad with gifts. Like for my you? wife and stuff. Yeah, I'm terrible. See, I consider myself like the best gift giver. Yeah. Like, see, I, maybe I should just take that. You know, just mentally. You know, and yeah. then, and then just live it out. You know, like yeah, fake you it really till you make it kind of thing. You really do. Except, and yeah, I can't afford anything. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, it's, this would be awesome. The and I'm then, the poorest man on earth. 
And it's amazing what you can do to really give a great gift for almost nothing. It's like that bit, Nick Offerman. You know Nick Offerman? He's Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. Well, we're getting really pop culture right now. Um, but I he, have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Well, other people out there know. Anyways, he, he, he has this thing where he says, I read his book, and he says, you know what? I'm the best gift giver. I'm the best card giver from, you know, every year on my anniversary, I, here's, he's like, here's a tip, fellas. You get a piece of paper, you fold it in half, you draw a heart on one side and you go out into nature, get a, a leaf or a flower or a rock and you tape it inside. A rock? Yeah. You tape it inside of that heart. Then on the inside of the card, you just write, I love you or something to that effect, and you give it. And he says, like, he does it every year, and it's just like, I mean, he goes off into some some things we can't mention here on the podcast, but... <laughs> Copyright infringement. Th- that's just how, per- like, that's how easy it is. Just show them you love them, Gons. But I would like a PS3. I don't, <laughs> even, <laughs> I don't even need a PS4. Just get a used PS3 off Craigslist and just... Uh, yeah, I haven't even really thought like a Christmas wish list, you know? Oh do, yeah. Do you no, have one? I'm way too old for that. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I do, I think last year it just keeps getting like less and less. Like my mom will ask me like, everybody's asking what you want for Christmas. I'm like, okay, okay I don't know. I, let me think about it. And I think about it for so long. She's like, do you have a list? <laughs> she doesn't sound like that. She's probably listening to this. Um, She's like, you have a list yet? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, here we go. And it's like five days before Christmas and everybody's just like, dang it, Basil. <laughs> um, I have a, a really, uh, maybe it's because I got socks for Christmas. I think I mentioned this uh, a few years ago. I would get like practical things, you know, like right. socks and, and underwear and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is kind of always sort of weird when you're <laughs> with your family and you open Christmas you get underwear, and, and get underwear it's, or, like, oh, or boxers. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, one of the best gifts I ever got was from my sister. What was it? And um, it was uh, a, a toy that, that that I had that went missing. And I was older, so I didn't really care, <laughs> you know. But it was missing for a really long time. And, and then she I gave found it back out to you. She, yeah, yeah. Did she steal it specifically? I think to, she, like give yeah, it to you I as a gift. Did. I think she did, and <laughs> and she did it like like it was strategic. You know, it was right. like six or seven months before. You know, so it was a long term thing. So right. I don't know. I, I I always try to find things that are practical. You know, like things things that I need. Yeah, but uh, that's not that's not always the way to do it, man. Which is which is actually a new computer right now. My my computer's hanging yeah. by a thread. I know. It's still. It's, it's still pumping out podcasts but i mean i was thinking about that it's like whoa this machine has produced i know much every single episode it's a blessed uh machine i know it's blessedly slow (laughs) (laughs) blessedly slow yes well anyway there's one more thing that you can do for us you know you don't have to buy anything from us but you can or for us or for us yeah but you, I'm always hijacking what you're going to say. It's all right. But if you want, you can go onto our Facebook page, give us a like. That's a great gift. Or you can go onto iTunes or whatever your uh, I, 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 uh, podcast listener thing is. Give us a rating and a review. That's, you know, that's the gift that keeps on giving. 
Absolutely. Let and us know what you think. We're almost up to 500 people on our emailing list. Email ah, list. yeah. Email list. If you yeah. haven't signed up for any of the email lists yet, go ahead and do that because this is the, the Christmas time. And we mentioned, uh, you know, playing some the Nephilim are coming for Christmas songs. And, you know, maybe that'll sneak into one of those emails. <laughs> emails. Emails. <laughs> Are you doing our email list? Are you shrinking or what? I'm, I just, I'm literally shrinking <laughs> as we're doing the podcast. Um, okay, so there you go, everybody. And so please have a Merry Christmas or don't, whatever. <laughs> just have another day. Have another blessed day on the 25th of December. And so there you go. Make sure to tune in next time to Canary Cry Radio. But until then, think outside the cage. 